Hello, I'm Ren Ferguson. I'm one of the ministers here at the Collinsville Troy Church of Christ, and I'm glad that you have tuned back in today as we pick up in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 16. Now, if you remember yesterday, we looked at verses 11 through 15, and as he as we concluded last week, I'll just read verses 14 and 15 to uh, remind us of what he's talking about here. He says, For the love of Christ controls us, because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all, that those who live might no, no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. Now verse 16 he says, From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. So in verses 14 and 15, he talks about the fact that Christ died, and therefore those who obeyed the gospel and have been made alive spiritually because of that sacrifice, they no longer live for themselves, but they live for God. They live for Christ. And so in verse 16, he says, From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Well, what, is, what does he mean by that? He's talking about the fact that since Christ died and we have become obedient to him, as he describes in uh, Galatians 3 and uh, verse 28. Let me turn over there. Galatians 3. And verse 28, he says, There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. He's saying since Christ died and since we have become obedient to him, we have been made alive, we no longer consider ourselves Jew and Gentile. We are no longer considering ourselves slaves or free or anything like that because we are all, as he says, one in Christ Jesus. So we don't, record, or we, we don't regard anyone according to the flesh. Even though, as he says, we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Perhaps some people followed him because of his heritage, because he was a, a Jew, a descendant of Abraham and of the tribe of, of Judah. Perhaps, perhaps they followed because of that, but... But Jesus, or, Christ, or Paul rather is saying that they no longer regard him in that way. They no longer look at his, his heritage or his lineage. He is the Son of God. And so they follow him because of that and because of the sacrifice that he made. Verse 17, he says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. He uses this phrase, in Christ or in Him, a few times between here and the end of the chapter. And I think that that's so important. He says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Well, how do we get into Christ? If you ask different people this question, you'll probably get different answers. Most of which I would, I would probably say are, are if you believe in Him, then you are, are in Christ. Well, Paul actually going back to Galatians 3 and verse 27, right before what we just read, he, he tells us exactly how we get into Christ. And it is not simply by faith. 
Faith is necessary. Faith is the foundation, but it is not faith only. He says in verse 27, For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. And here he says in verse 17, It's only those that are in Christ that are, are this new creation. So, if we desire to be in Christ, if we want to become this new creation, based upon what Paul says here and what he says in Galatians 3, one must be baptized. Paul talks about this as well as in, in Romans chapter 6. In fact, I'll, I'll go over there and, and we can look at that one as well. Romans 6 and verses uh, 1 through 4. He says, What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. So in both of these passages, Paul says in order to be in Christ, we must be baptized. But also, as he highlights here, when we are baptized, we emulate the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. And just as Christ was raised up to walk in that newness of life, we are also raised up to walk in that newness of life. We have become those new creatures. Uh, as he says in uh, verse 18, continuing on there, he says, All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. The word uh, reconciled means uh, to return to favor. And so he says it is through Christ that God has reconciled those who have been obedient to him. That sacrifice that he talked about there in verses uh, 14 and 15. Through that sacrifice and, of course, through our obedience and faithfulness to him, we have been reconciled. We at one point, as he discusses, were dead in sin. But because of the sacrifice Christ made for us, we have been reconciled. Uh, we at one point were separated from God, as we see in Isaiah 59. But because of the sacrifice and our obedience, we have been brought back into that standing and into that relationship with God by that sacrifice. And it says, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That's kind of the overall theme of what he's talking about here in this part of the chapter. That God had given them that ministry, even as he talks about in chapter 2 and verse 17. That is, verse 19, that is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. So again, hitting on the fact that it was through Christ that God reconciles those who are lost back to him, but also how God had entrusted them with the message of reconciliation. And while the, the commission that he gave to the apostles and to Paul was, was very specific and very direct and very personal in certain ways, he has also entrusted us with that same message, that that commission that he gave to the, to the disciples and the apostles in Matthew 28 is the same commission that we are to keep 
as he says, they were to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature and to teach them to observe all things that he had commanded them. Well, what he had, had he just commanded? To go out and teach everyone. Paul also uh, tells Timothy to, to commit those things and to teach men who would be able to teach others. We are to continue to teach and continue to evangelize, and God has trusted us as Christians, as his children, with that message. Verse 20, therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ or, or uh, representatives for Christ. God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake he made us to him, or for our sake he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Uh, some would translate that first part of verse 21, for he made him to be a sin offering for us, which is exactly what Christ was. He, he paid that debt that we all owed, but we could never pay. He made the sacrifice, and he suffered the, that punishment that really we deserved for us. So that, as he says, in him, again, in him, we might become the righteousness of God. Paul dealing with that ministry of reconciliation that had been entrusted with him, but also making the point that it is through Christ that we are reconciled to God. And as he points out in verse 17, in verse 19, and here in verse 21, in order to be reconciled, we must be in him. In order to be the righteousness of God, we must be in Christ. And as we have seen in Galatians, as well as in Romans and other passages, that we could look at as well. In order to be in Christ, one must be obedient to the gospel and be baptized. And when we have done those things, we have been reconciled to God. Our sins, as he talks about uh, previously, our sins have been, have been taken away. He, uh, he is not going to remember them. It's in verse 19, not counting their trespasses against them. Our sins are taken away. We are added to the body of Christ, raised up to walk in that newness of life, and we have been reconciled to God. And it is through Christ that we have that blessing. So Paul here dealing with that ministry of reconciliation that he had been entrusted with and that all of us who are children of God, who have obeyed the gospel, have been entrusted with as well. I thank you for your time and for your attention here today. Again, if if you have any comments or questions or concerns, feel free to leave comments uh, down below or, or to send us a message on Facebook or to call us or send us an email, whichever you would be more comfortable with, and we would love to study these things with you. But I hope that you'll come back uh, tomorrow, or not tomorrow, next week, as we will be looking at Chapter 6. Thank you so much for your time and for your attention.